With the inception and traction that blockchain and crypto has gathered, the world is possibly on the verge of the largest evolution since the mainstream of the internet. Given the fluidity and dynamic nature of this technology, business leaders, enthusiasts, and veterans all need to band together to navigate the current and upcoming storms. Participants in Web 3.0 want a trusted resource that gives them pertinent information about projects, tokens, technology, and businesses. We are business people talking the business of crypto. We are Y Whales. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Whales, wherever in the world you are today. Uh, today we have a, not an NFT project, but it's a utility and, and club project. And so I, I can kind of jump back and forth on it, but really the best ones to tell you about it is, is Dr. Cat and uh, Mr. Matei here. But let's go ahead and before we dive into to their current project, the Krillist, um, which I absolutely love the name, um, let, let's kind of dive into kind of what got you guys both here and, and what kind of was the uh, infrastructure required to think about taking on a project like this. Um, Dr. Kat, would you like to kind of start with with your first, you know, real exposure to cryptocurrencies and what got you interested in, in the Web3 asset class? Yeah, so thanks so much for having us on, Jay. Uh, I started uh, many years ago just investing actually a small amount of money in crypto and saw that it went up. <laughs> it did really well. And I got very interested in it and I did very well in Bitcoin and and ETH, and then lost a lot in some altcoins. But I made a bet early on that if money could go digital or virtual, the next thing would be uh, real estate. So I did buy a lot of metaverse coins early on and um, a lot of uh, virtual real estate in multiple metaverses, um, which after this past year went you know, skyrocketed. So that was great. Um, and while I was buying that stuff, I also um, have been a longtime collector of what I would call legendary art. So a, a pretty big art collection. And so started looking into digital art early on, um, you know, before the big people sale and started re researching digital artists and buying up an, um, uh, a number of uh, pieces at that time, NFTs. So um, once I started doing that, I just became so passionate about the space and started spending pretty much a lot of my waking and sleeping hours <laughs> researching. The, um, the asset class that never sleeps, unfortunately. Exactly, exactly. Um, you know, the stock market is a year, crypto is 4.3 years. It's like you, it never sleeps, so you have to kind of stay up every night and keep up with what's going on. And I realized I was spending more and more of my time doing that in the last couple of years. Um, and then, of course, for Why Whales um, started with Matei um, helping to moderate the uh, Why Whales Discord. And that in itself was so great because it's such an incredible community where um, we just, you know, share a lot of alpha. And um, again, drew me in even further. Um, and Matei and I both um, uh, help uh, a group of friends invest in NFTs and our group as a whole is up over 100% on that. So, um, yeah, so that's really good news. And um, we started, you know, I think it, me especially, you know, just thinking about COVID and being locked down for a couple of years um, and looking at what our community, not only in Y Wales, but 
my other friends in the Web3 space, what they really wanted. And um, I really saw that people were trying to flex um, with their digital assets and 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 what and show their digi- digital ownership. So maybe they were buying a, a board ape or a crypto punk, um, or maybe they were buying a Lamborghini. But they they were having a hard time and and really wanted to flex experientially, and also wanted to in meet up with their um, tribe, as I would call them, in real life, uh, to the point where, you know, people were organizing just meeting up at crypto conferences um, or places like Art Basel. So when I was at Art Basel um, this, this, this past winter, what I saw was the NFT crypto community was still very separate from the legendary art community, and all the parties were scattered. It wasn't like there was one meeting place or one place to go for that community. And it got um, me thinking, and, and in many talks with Matei, like, what does this community really want? And um, we started to think about, okay, the private club space. And for me during COVID, so I'm a member of private clubs all over the world. And I was paying for tons of club memberships. I still am paying for tons of club memberships, my yearly dues. Um, So what if we flipped the model on its head and instead of us going to a static private club, in real life, what if that private club came to its members and became nomadic like its members because people are working from everywhere now? And Matei can tell you more because he is actually living this nomadic lifestyle. So I'm going to pass the baton to Matei. Yeah. So yeah. So so Matei, you you kind of uh, after and you and I have, have uh, known each other for a long time. And you kind of just said quarantine. Quarantine is 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 kind of uh, um, you know you, you hit the hit the kind of wall with that one, and you were ready to to move on. And and you've been successful in other businesses. Um, but you have you ever run a company off a laptop while you're on the road like this? Not from start to finish. So I think this will be a great experiment that will be tried so many times as more entrepreneurs do this and. To be able to provide a house, both physical and metaphorical, for all these individuals is what gets me out of bed right now, both physically and metaphorically. <laughs> awesome. So let's jump back in time real quick and let's talk about what what really got you going and, and where you kind of started with uh, cryptocurrencies and, and really NFTs overall. Um, you know, what, what brought you into this? Because, you know, you're, you're, you're a dynamic guy that's got a lot of interests. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I appreciate that. I, I would classify my path to NFTs and crypto more generally being driven by culture. You know, my previous business was based in culture. I ran a technology business in the cannabis industry and it was momentum based. Cannabis was legalized and there were a whole bunch of cultural implications. So we could run a business to capture those. And two things happened after leaving that business, COVID, and this was mid to late 2020 and NFTs were becoming the hot topic of the day. So being stuck at home, I was really drawn to the cultural potential of NFTs. And a personal thesis is that NFTs will be the gateway to mass adoption because cultural touches everyone on the internet. And I had always wanted to travel the world. So exited the business and it was time to travel, sat on my hands for a, a little while because of COVID. And during that time, got into NFTs. But then still went down my path of always wanting to travel the world. And my path 
my travel and connecting with Kat all converged onto this thesis for the Krillist and how we got here. Well, amazing. So let's just go ahead and, and dive right into the Krillist because you, you guys have identified the problem. Um, we've got a decentralized, uh, you know, infrastructure, which means that no one's in charge of anything. Um, there's really almost no one knows each other except for, in some cases, pseudonames. So you, you have a large, a very large uh, challenge of, of, you know, bringing this together. And I, I think it's a fabulous idea to kind of Get the get that symbiotic relations between everyone that that has these common interests, um, and, and clearly, you know, it's something I'm very passionate about is community. So, um, mm. yeah, let's let's run through what what the Krillis is is going to do and how you guys are going to manage all this. Yeah, look, in its most basic form, the Krillis is a private members club for the rarest and most uncommon creatures in and around Web three, and we basically recruit in a very high touch way individuals that we deem have Kriller instinct, which is essentially a set of values and historic success and empower them through Web3 to actualize their dreams. It's done through connective tissue like these nomadic clubhouses that Kat mentioned, unbiable experiences. So with your Krillers, you're going to go to the Wimbledon finals to build relationships because we've noticed our target audience can be anywhere, but has nowhere to be necessarily. So here's both a physical and metaphoric home that travels with them as they build and try to change the future. And I would also just say that um, the the club, so not only will sort of follow its members and the members will get to vote where that club will be, which I think is just a completely new concept for any private membership club. Um, But we're also providing this unparalleled access. And this, I think, is what is driving a lot of the NFT community right now. It's like the people who don't have a board ape, right? They have the FOMO. They want that access. They want to go to that board ape party, right? So with our menu of experiences, it's not just going to Wimbledon. We can actually get tickets to the Oscars, to the Grammys, to those after parties, the Vanity Fair parties, the um, Super Bowl um, after parties or VIP tickets and and dance on in a halftime show like real real access. Um, we have like you know Michelin star eating trips around the world. Um, you could train to be um, a, a spy or a secret agent for a weekend in the UK, um, and and you're going to be trained by former MI6. Um, adventure travel around the world that's highly bespoke. So, so the the things that we're offering are things that we think this community really wants, and it doesn't really matter how much money they've made. They just don't have this access. Most people don't have this access. And I think that all, that those experiences will bring this community together. Um, and again, they'll be able to... Um, you know, do things that that other people can't do. And I'm really excited about the experience piece, not only the obviously the in real life club piece where people will get together, but those that menu of experiences alone, I think is um, it's unprecedented. And, you know, no, none of my private clubs will, will offer me this. 
No, so so let's let's uh, jump over to the to the roaming nomadic clubhouse because I lo- I just love the the thought of that, and then we'll let's jump into the experiences a little bit after there. So, talk me through um, kind of the the roadmap you have right now for the nomadic clubhouse and what that looks like, and and how you know members will will access uh, or know about it, vote on it, and is it a DAO, um, and and then how they uh, how they get there. You had mentioned just quickly uh, something that I want to point in the the membership for this big surprise drum roll is NFT based and it comes in two tiers. The first tier being a membership NFT and the second tier being an elder NFT of which there's only 225 available. And those 225 elder NFTs actually participate in the governance. You did just mention governance and they also participate in action-based compensation. So for example, if they bring great members into the space, into the community, they're compensated for that. Whereas member NFTs get, a whole list of benefits like access to these nomadic clubhouses. And the first of which is going to be in Ibiza this summer, starting July 25th. What you're looking at here is the actual property. It is a stunning property in the north of the island. There is an on-site restaurant, an on-site spa, a gym, acres of green space. And basically for the eight weeks that we're there, anyone with one of those membership NFTs is welcome and exclusively to them are able to enter the space for free and purchase food and drinks at their own expense, but also be kind of entertained in a number of on-site activations, which for the most part are included in the membership. Notwithstanding, there might be a ticketed event once in a, once in a blue moon, but it's that meeting place of your tribe, highly curated, very well accomplished, thoughtful, intelligent, emphatic individuals that you can build strong relationship with. Because as we know, you often hear community is what drives value in the NFT space. But frankly, the only community driver behind 99% of projects is a profit incentive. And once that's gone, your quote unquote community is gone also. So what better way to build an incredibly strong community than through extremely memorable and as Kat was saying, once in a lifetime experiences. So, so real quick, so, and you said eight weeks you'll be there? For this specific activation is eight weeks. In the future, it's probably going to hover in this one to two months range. Our next clubhouse is targeted for January of 23, and it'll likely be a winter activation, you know, a winter wonderland, if you will. Very cool. So, um, so again, so you're, you, uh, the members show up at the clubhouse and, and they just walk in and, and show you their NFT or how do you, how do you guys manage? Cause the one thing I've learned about NFTs, uh, you never know where they are or how quickly someone can move them from wall to wall. So, um, I guess the, the question is how is membership, you know, managed to, yeah. to ensure that, you know, that you know who's going, showing up? Um, I mean, I'm so glad you brought that up because really the underpinning value of everything is the gated community. And when you apply to actually mint a token, so not everyone can mint, you fill out an application where we identify certain qualities about you, but really who you are in your wallet. And when you show up at the door, we verify that this token is held by that wallet. And to kind of preempt the question, these tokens are only tradable within our marketplace. We'll get to the NFT marketplace, I'm sure. That is also gated and only accessible by those that qualify. So that's how we maintain the quality of members. Yeah, and I would also say, so they're truly non-fungible tokens. So that means, so unlike other, you know, kind of club projects out there where there's just one level of token, the lowest numbers are the most valuable and they're going to get the right of first refusal. 
right? Because we're we're selling this year 2,800 lifetime memberships. So 2,800 people can't show up at the club at once. Um, we don't think that would happen anyway. But let's say we have a party for a certain number of people. That is going to be done by how low your token number is for that right of first refusal. Um, and then we will have activations for certain swaths of token number. So every token holder will have their event and be able to participate. But um, for the clubhouse, for actually showing up, it's the lower number tokens will have the right to come in first. And, and is that an RSVP process or how do you, how do you manage... Um... Knowing, knowing who's showing up. So members, you know, again, it's I've I own lots of NFTs. There's never been a phone number or or anything attached to them. Yeah. Well, this is a private members club. We are KYCing everyone, and we do okay. have a clubhouse manager who will be managing the reservations. Oh, yes, this will amazing. be organized, <laughs> and there will be you know different sort of time slots where people would be able to come in and out. So if you couldn't make it to the dinner that night or the party that night, maybe you would go do like a co-working event during the day or there might okay. be a speaker during the day. So there will be um, um, the way we've thought about it is sort of at least three kind of time slots during the day where you would have access to the club. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so, so jumping back over to, uh, you know, you're going to be in Ibiza. And then, um, so obviously for a, a startup like this, you guys are going to pick the first few slots and then the elders are the ones that are going to be choosing going forward? Yeah, the elder tokens. And if you keep in mind our longer term vision, which is after this initial batch of tokens, we're releasing yearly, we're expanding the membership rather through yearly based memberships, just like you would pay your dues for something like a Soho house. You would be able to access the Krillist ecosystem through a yearly membership going forward. Now, as that membership expands, some things that would go to the elder token holders are, for example, acceptance and denial of certain individuals. Do they meet the qualifications? Picking the next clubhouses, perhaps curating experiences, and really giving them an ownership stake in what, if we continue to execute, should be a 10-plus-year-long community that exists around the world and is empowered. So the elders are thoughtfully chosen because a few years from now, there's you know, a couple hundred and there might be thousands and thousands and thousands of members and they look to the elders to drive, you know, the bus. That's awesome. What, so where did this concept come from? And it, 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 I'm, you know, generally it's uh, um, a lot of things in web three is not reinventing the wheel, but again, a, an evolution of the wheel. Is this, does anything like this exist in, in normal uh, space or did, are you guys really just being trailblazers in, in, in this nomadic community? Well, one of the things that we did early on was a deep dive research into all private clubs and secret societies since the beginning of time. So there is no private member club that we were able to find that is nomadic, first of all. So that sort of moves with its members where its members are. Um, and I think I do think we're trailblazers at the beginning of a certain period of time, right? We're almost going back to no, being nomadic from 10,000 years ago, 
right? So this, our lives have changed because of technology, because of blockchain technology and decentralization and our values now changing from physical assets to digital assets, right? So, so it, it, this, I believe, is the beginning of a real nomadic time in our lives, right? We don't have to be in one place. Um, you know, and, and I can go much deeper into this and go into history and look at tribes and everything like, like that, but I'll probably go way off tangent. Um, but in that respect, I think we are trailblazers. And the other thing that we looked at that I think we're also doing that's incredibly innovative is a lifetime membership. Because of all of the clubs that I belong to, none of them offer a lifetime membership to that club right off the bat. Right, you might have to pay an initiation fee, but then you still always have to pay those yearly dues. So I think these first tokens that we're dropping are highly valuable, and for the price that we're selling them at, they're it's incredibly low given what they're going to get in terms of that lifetime membership. Even access to the men, even if they never showed up at a clubhouse, access to that menu of experiences for a lifetime is. I mean, I, I mean, I don't, I, I can't think right, of anything you, you, else you've, out there you've, like that. You've, uh, you've got me enticed. <laughs> let's, let's talk about the menu. So, so, so you ran through a whole bunch of items before. So let's, let's kind of dive into those. And, and how does that work? Because you know, again, the, um, the club, the clubhouse is is large. So I assume you can fit lots of people in there. But the, some of these, some of these experiences, um, you know, are sound like extremely exclusive. Yes, and what we wanted to offer our members. Likely some of them are affluent and it's not about being able to buy things, but it's about being able to access things. And some of it, in fact, much of it we expect would be newfound wealth. And what's not established is a history of cultural access or relationships. So we're being very pointed in the value that we offer to our members isn't buy this really expensive thing that you can buy anywhere. It's have access to this very limited thing that you can't otherwise have access no matter how much money you have. So our strategy is completely partnership-based, built on our extensive network through our own experience and history, not just in Web3, but frankly, being entrepreneurs and cultural, um, culturally attuned, let's say, <laughs> recently, and being in the know and making that part of our business. And you're right, you know, if you're going to the Oscars, there might be less seats than if you're going to another event. And this is really where having a lower number token in the community drives value. There's going to be only so many people available to go to some of these. So we foresee actually creating an aspirational uh, community, not just externally that want to be rubbing shoulders with the Krillis, but internally where, oh my God, token one, I really want to have token one one day. And that directly feeds into the experiences. As for specific experiences, cats are whiz of experiences. She can speak to those. I mean, we have a list of over a hundred experiences, um, and uh, we're not even publishing all of them right out of the gate. So, between our head of member experience experiences as well as our partners, I mean, like I said before, the experiences are unparalleled in the entertainment industry, in the sports industry. Um, in in travel, in food, in almost anything you can think of, we can curate and create. Um, and and luckily with this network, we just simply have access that nobody else does. 
And I, and I think that makes it really exciting. So any, like if you thought of almost any, you know, sporting event, let's say that you wanted to go to, to have, you know, VIP access or, you know, meet the players or to do the after parties for that event, or um, you're, let's say you're really into theater and you want to get tickets to a Broadway show that's sold out um, and you want to meet the um, performers afterwards to have them come to your private dinner. We can organize that. Um, the, we can those organize are, those are some of, like really yeah. So some of these things you're you're right. You you've gone well past anything I've ever heard of um, by any club. And so you you're also not just a menu, but but you're gonna you have essentially this uh, director of member services that will go hunt down things that you need. Exactly. So we already have the partnerships available for this menu of over a hundred items, but it, let's say you wanted to do something that wasn't on that list of a hundred items. We could most likely create that for you. And so um, we, not every member is going to do every single thing on the menu either. So, you know, Matei was right. Like there's only going to be a limited number of spots for, you know, a vanity fair after party of the Oscars, let's say. Um, or, you know, Elton John's party after the Oscars, but, um, but other, other things. So as I was talking before that, you know, training to be, you know, a, a, a spy secret agent, right. For a weekend, there are 25 spots on that and we can run a number of those trips through the whole year. So, um, w- you know, we are going to accommodate our members and their needs based on their interests. So, so walk walk me through, and and if there's any difference between elders and normal normal krillist, you know, walk me through the kind of process that that someone would go through to um, to to um, I guess secure one one of these um, items from the menu, especially one of the rare ones. Happy to to give a bit more detail on the NFTs. And the first thing to set the stage, we noticed the gap in any sort of membership-based NFT, where they typically look like a card and nothing is very inspiring. So we will be the first, to our knowledge, in that niche to offer truly unique membership IDs that are their own unique rarity sets, again, trying to drive to an aspirational inward community and driving collectability. The Quirillus being by invitation only, as I mentioned, all mints are application-gated, testing for that Kriller instinct, a set of values. We ask really interesting questions. For example, one of them is, are you affiliated with a government agency? And we're not going to tell you how we use that in our screening process, but it is important. (laughs) And once you make it through the gate to be able to mint, available to you in the current sales phase, which until the early May is a whisper-based campaign. Essentially, we're tapping people of note in the space from artist to entrepreneur, to mint the next available lowest number token. Keeping in mind those lower number tokens are of higher utility. And in the secret mint, you're able to mint either a membership NFT or an elder NFT. And I've shared here on the screen the benefits of these NFTs. But essentially, being able to be part of this handpicked community for life to buy these experiences, attend these clubhouses, and access the marketplace, which we might get to. The elder NFT has all these benefits, but the action-based compensation that I mentioned, and for this initial mint, if you hold an elder token and refer an applicant that's successful, 
we're estimating you'll get around a five ETH referral bonus for doing so and have access to governance as well as some specific events just for elders. And in the public mint, which will be mid-May, all token numbers that are left are randomized. So you're no longer minting an order and elder tokens are no longer available except by one-to-one invitation. So it kind of pays to be in the know and tapped on the shoulder over this next three to four week period. You know, we're recording this podcast on April 12th, 2022. So depending on when you listen to this, this might no longer be relevant. We'll, we'll make sure to get it out very quickly for everyone to, uh, to, to, get, a, to get a low number. So, so continue to, to kind of walk through the, the uh, I, I want to go to the Oscars. You know, I, I've, got, I've got my elder token. How do I, I, I make a phone call and then what, walk me through the process. Cause there's a lot of, there's a lot of steps included in going to the Oscars besides just showing up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We will start by offering a menu of experiences, likely one to three a month within around our timeline for launching the, the clubhouse. So basically uh, July would be one of our earlier events in Wimbledon. And we will essentially give people enough notice a couple months to be able to put their name in the hat to be at that experience. And we then essentially provide a concierge service to the people that are successfully selected to be a part of that experience, assuming it's competitive. And how you get selected for every experience will differ based on every experience. You know, Some of these events might have a different qualification. Maybe it's how helpful you've been to the community or only for elder tokens might go to the Oscar after party at the beginning. So it's going to be a case by case basis, but we will handle everything for you from telling you how to get there and actually helping you get there and making sure you have a good time with the other community members. Perfect. And, and Kat, as you mentioned, you know, these are, these are in addition to, so these are, there's extra, some extra cost or, or how does that work um, for the menu? Cause yeah. So, so members will pay for these experiences. Okay. Um, obviously five ETH is not going to cover a lifetime of experiences, right? <laughs> like if you're traveling around the world and doing all these amazing things, so uh, members will be paying for these experiences. Um, that being said, um, the Krillist, we, we, want to um, and plan to uh, provide some members with free experiences. So we plan to do a little surprise and delight for a couple of our members along the way. So um, maybe I shouldn't be saying that on this podcast. No, I mean, listen, not there, there, not, no, no financial gonna, advice and, and not, nothing here. Uh, you didn't promise anything yet. So I'll, but yeah, I'll, we, I mean, we, we, that's something that we had worked into our model that, you know, there's, we want to do, we want to give back to our members. And we also plan um, um, a philanthropic arm of the Quillist as well, give back um, that are, again, that are, um, you know, within our governments, we will vote where those funds go to. Um, but in general, for a typical experience, so let's say you're doing, you know, a, a you know, you want a super chef to come to your home and make you and, you know, 15 of your friends dinner. Um, yes, you're going to pay for that super chef to come to your home and the food and everything else. Um, but you wouldn't otherwise have access to that super chef. So, 
So, so what, so what we have here and, and for the Krillist and, and let me make sure I, I completely have this wrapped in here. Cause there's so many things you guys have going on because you're both so dynamic and you, you've done so many businesses in the past. So we, we have a nomadic clubhouse that, that will fire up for, you know, four to eight weeks at a time, um, throughout the year. So we, we've got a, we've got a, a, you know, location that will be kind of moving and, and eventually the governance will happen through those elder tokens. Um, and then you have a, a concierge slash brokerage, you know, where you guys are broke, you know, uh, going out and hunting out deals that you believe that, that the members want and then offering them in on your member services, but also brokering some, some a la carte experiences that you believe your members are reaching out to you asking for. And, 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 and I'm going to say this for five ETH for a lifetime membership, you know, yeah, you, that's, it is, you know, that's a lot of work you guys are going to be doing. I mean, this is a bit, this is a huge project. Um, I absolutely love, love the concept of it. You know, me and community. Um, so, so really like what's been the initial reaction as, as you talk to people about this that are, you know, sometimes some, yeah, you've got an amazing uh, group of people that are experiencing this. What, what was the initial reactions as you kind of brought team members on board and told them what you guys wanted to do? I'm glad you, you brought up the team because it is a big undertaking and we don't think about this as an NFT project. We think about this as a startup that happens to use an NFT to drive its product to market for a new audience. And the team is how, I mean, the team was the first few people that we recruited and tested this thesis with and everyone leading uh, a vertical, whether it's creative or experiences, technology or marketing, is a well-known entrepreneur on the basis of their work. I mean, to give you an example, Jeff Burroughs, who leads our experiences. So he is the head guy for the clubhouse, this menu of experiences. His first seven years of his career were building Bad Boy Entertainment with P. Diddy, or Puff Daddy, rather, and has since done work for Kanye, for Justin Bieber, has built a 25-year career in entertainment and experiences. So what better individual could you want to build trust in the fact that we can deliver on something like this? On our creative, I mean, our brand is is beautiful. It's around this chimera, which the different parts represent different aspects of our values, is meant to speak to these rare and uncommon creatures, and hint, hint, the NFT design might have something to do with that. These were the first people that we tested. And this is a startup in its truest fashion. People have come on to build something where there is nothing. And they were our first test. And we've since started this uh, whisper campaign. And within the, the materials that we have here, we have some of our early founding members. People that are well-known in the space, either as builders, as personalities, as entrepreneurs. And they said... Yes, like I want to be associated with this and invite individuals in my circles. And I think that's because we're hitting a nerve. This is something that the world wants. I mean, the fact that there's so many social clubs to begin with signals that people want a circle like them. And here is a new ocean in which circles haven't really been formed yet. So we think this is one of many circles to be formed around these nomadic thinkers, which happen to be in Web3. And frankly, not all our members will be in Web3, but they're in and around it. So the reception is very good. And um, we're excited to, to keep pushing. So yeah, and I would I- just, sorry, I would just add to that and say the initial reaction from most people um, we've shown it to, almost everyone we've shown it to is 
this is a lifestyle brand. And if you look at our branding, you know, uh, which was led up by, by PJ on our team, like that branding is so strong and there really has not been a lifestyle brand in the web three space that has caught on across projects, right? Like even board apes, like their merchandise drop didn't do well. Like it, it, it wasn't as good as it could have been. And maybe that's probably the best known brand in, in the space. Um, but the, we think that we're able to create a lifestyle brand that's encompassing across NFT projects. Um, and, and I'm very excited about that part of it. So, you know, we do plan on working on merchandise and merchandising. So, yeah, I mean, again, having this this connection to this nomadic group, which again, and, and for anyone who's who's listening that doesn't really understand the, the culture that Matei and Kat are talking about, um, I encounter these people every single day on in, in Web three. It's a it's a growing movement because when you uncouple, you know, any any regional. Um, necessities. You ju- as long as you have a connection to the internet, and let's be clear, some some of the nomadics don't have great connections to the internet, but they're able to do the work they need on the blockchain. They're able to code. They're able to move. It's it's you know I, I kind of refer to it as the laptop lifestyle. <clears throat> you know it it is a massively growing culture for for Web three entrepreneurs who are generally younger, who are generally um, you know a, a little less tied down uh, at, at this point in their life. Can you guys talk a little bit about kind of that? That the core group that you guys are are, are you know having your, your brains is nomadic. The, I mean, I'll point to some of our early founding members. Um, so they're on this slide. Nomadic really is on a spectrum. Whether you're traveling somewhere every day, or maybe you travel for six months in one place and another, it's one of the values that signals you might be in Web three. So we should state it's not about being nomadic, and if you're not, you are not accepted into the Krillis. What we've seen is just a part of a basket of defining characteristics, but not the must-have defining characteristic. So, so for someone like me who's anti-nomadic, meaning I, I requires you know thousands of pounds of, of equipment and tens of thousands of uh, dollars of equipment to, to, you know, for me to operate. Um, were there be any experiences for myself that, that I, I just don't travel as much? Um, or are you really focused heavily on the, you know, the, the, the travelers? We're focused on experiences and chances are one place in the world doesn't have all the potential amazing experiences. So they might be in your neighborhood. One thing we should mention, we were asked this question, what happens if I'm a member and I can't use one of my benefits, but I still want to be a member? What happens? And that's really where some of the marketplace stuff comes into play, being able to provide, whether it's being a plus one or potentially selling within that accepted bucket of applicants, some of your benefits. So again, we maintain the quality of the membership and maybe let some people without a membership token play in the sandbox that comes in. So Jay, that's a perfect example. Let's say you only go to the clubhouse once a year. You don't want to use some of the other benefits. I think there's a market for those benefits for you. So, so you, you said something a second ago, you said a plus one. So if I'm going to, if I, if I have my token and I'm coming to the clubhouse, I, I can bring somebody, I can bring a friend. If you have an elder token. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> If you have a member token, you'll be able to purchase plus ones for your friends. 
Okay, so I get so I can uh, normal token purchase four elder token. You get a free plus one. That's correct. That's great. That's I mean, really, again, it's it is. I can only imagine how much time you spent, <laughs> um, you know, kind of going through all these scenarios. Because look, dealing with people is is you know some of us are crazy. So um, you know, and, and thinking through all these scenarios is fabulous. But um, I think um, just to add on to that, Jay, I know you generally stay, you know, at. At home, in your studio. <laughs> you're always there. Um, but you're going to Permissionless. You're going to Florida. Um, and you're going to go to some crypto conferences, I imagine, yeah. more than just this one. So, you know, our intention is to pop up uh, and attach ourselves to whatever conferences there are. So if, you know, for Permissionless next year, we would want to do the Krillist activation pop-up for a day so our members would have a place to go instead of what's happening amongst our group it's like okay well what are we going to do are we going to organize drinks are we going to get a boat are we going to like people are now trying to scramble to figure out okay how are we going to have us our our group within the group get together but if the krillis exists then you have your clubhouse your space and you're just gonna everybody's gonna come there so, so you would use it. <laughs> yes, perfect. So, so uh, I've got a question about the clubhouse and the experiences, and it and it's around the fact that you're already curating uh, members, but um, are, are is there an age limit? Um, and is there experiences that are family friendly? So, if we, you know, you've got a VIP game to a basketball suite, are is a member in either category able to purchase a plus one uh, for for a? a a juvenile or, you know, you know, talk me through kind of that that member menu. Well, there are no minors as members. I can tell you that. (laughs) Other than that, you could be a hundred years old. Listen, There's a couple of crypto, there's a couple of extremely wealthy crypto people that are like 15 years old. So we'll, we'll have to tell them they, they got to find, they got to wait a few years. Um, but as far as, as attending events, is everything, uh, adult oriented or is there, is there ever opportunities for, for families? There will be opportunities for families as well, so it just it's it's it depends on the experience. Gotcha, case by case. Yes. Um, so so talk through kind of the the the, the cap on, on members. So the this first round you're doing, as Matei, you said, it's about twenty twenty one hundred total total tokens, and then how many new like annual memberships every year is going to be rolling in? So twenty one hundred member to twenty one hundred tokens for members and 225 elder tokens available for sale out of a total of 2,500 member tokens and 300 elder tokens. We're holding back 25% for future activations. As for future membership numbers, those haven't been set yet. We want to be thoughtful, but it will be through a lens of maintaining the quality of the membership. Awesome. Also, Uh, I, for what I didn't say in the beginning is that my background is in education. Um, I am the CEO and founder of IvyWise. And so for the last two decades, I've been reading applications and helping students apply to very selective schools. So we were very thoughtful about how to become a member of the Krillist with the, this application process thoughtful not only about the questions, but also about reading those applications and figuring figuring out who aligns with our ethos. Um, and that will come into play also for the future token drops. 
Um, so it's not just going to be, oh, we need to get to this number and we're going to sell willy-nilly. We are going to be thoughtful about who um, who is in the community. And, and so one of the things you mentioned earlier is, you know, this is this is a, a very much a lifestyle. You have a very specific uh, group, group of people in mind that 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 are krillist, the krillist. Um, so when when you guys are talking about this menu of, of items and and everything else, is, is there a? Um, I'm trying to think of the best way. Some of these experiences are are you know incredibly expensive. Is there kind of in your mind a, a sweet spot of how you're you're managing expectations of someone going? Oh, I really want to go to the to the Oscars, but it, I mean, in some cases, that could be a twenty thousand dollar plus uh, experience, which includes lots of other things. You know how how is that you know managed, or um, how do you guys think think through you know what should go on that menu? I think the menu of experiences will be all encompassing and it'll be up to the community to, to fill those seats. We don't foresee an issue with the community filling some of those seats. Um, you know, they're non krillist experience examples where they get filled all the time. And I think the opportunities in overlapping this community with those experiences, not just directly, but being connected with themselves, that's truly something that doesn't happen is being able to have so you're, so so you're starting with the experience has to be amazing <laughs> it's got to be you know a one percent deal and then you know you it everything else kind of gets figured out from there that is correct that's fabulous no I mean it, listen with the with the types of uh, names that, that you're saying and everything else like they're, they're not going to accept a uh, you know a, 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 <laughs> a back row seat uh, anywhere at, at any at any function so it's a huge um, huge undertaking and everything else Um and I would just add to that and say, you know, our members are the ones buying, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollar JPEGs already. So for them to spend 25000 or 50000 on the, an experience of a lifetime, um, it's, it's really not misaligned, right? Like, that's, they, they might consider that even more valuable at the end of the day. So... No, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, doing a, a concierge, you know, broker to, to get these experiences. I mean, you, you could spend, you know, 50 hours on the phone just to be able to get one member to be able to do one of these things. And so I, I completely understand the uplift it takes to, to do these things, including, um, you know, you guys hosting for, for months at a time. Uh, so, so many, you know, new friends that you're going to have around the world showing up to, to these various places. Um, I'm very jealous, though, of the, the Ibiza one. Uh, Matea, I might have to come visit you guys out there. You got to come. And then, so, and, and then what we haven't really discussed is we also plan to have our own marketplace where uh, members will be able to um, mint new projects, have access to new projects on our marketplace, um, not unlike Proof, what Proof offers. So that there will be, because you had asked if, you know, let's say you didn't physically show up to the clubhouse, you would still be in the gated closed community of our discord and you would still have access to our virtual marketplace. And I think those things alone also have value. So, and and in that marketplace, is that where you would, you could uh, sell and trade your, your members tokens. So if you've got a lower number one and someone's like, I just desperately have to have number five, you can, you know, say I'm, I'm cool to trade you plus ETH for, for your number 700 or something. Correct. That's awesome. That's great. That's a, like I said, really, really forward thinking way to, to manage, you know, the membership uh, clubs of the future. 
So you've got this gated community um, of, of members and, and you know who they all are. Do they know who each other are? Is this a, you know, um, are members going to know who's, who else is showing up or how does that work? Yeah. I mean, to the extent you register for your account, for your token in your application as your pseudonym on Twitter, that is how we will know you in the system. But if you show up to the clubhouse, as we know, pseudonymous individuals show up to conferences, you exist in the real world. So people will know who you are. Like you okay. will have a face. <laughs> oh, no, no. I, that's what I mean is, is the, you gave a, a list of people that, that are in the club that are some of your fir- earliest founding members. Is this a, is this an, a, you know, when you join any club, they say, here's our member list. Is that something that you, you know, people will know who else is inside the club with you? I see. Um, yes. Strategically, this initial founding group of members, when we reveal the club publicly, will be part of that to really solidify socially the quality of membership. In the future, if the question is, will all, there be a Rolodex of all members publicly? I think the answer is no on that one. That said, if people yeah. want to say that I'm a ex type of clubhouse member in their social settings on their Twitter, we'll definitely empower them to do so. Awesome. Awesome. So much branding. Um, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Love the idea. Um, you know, Kat, when you're kind of thinking about all the different clubs that you're in around the world, and you, as you said, there's, there's so many of them that you don't always get to use. How does, how does what you're doing compare to, to a majority of what these, these other clubs offer in terms of, you know, the, the value and, and the responsiveness of what you're asking for? I think most of the clubs that I'm a member of, the private clubs, um, are pretty what I would call fancy, right? Like you dress up, you go out. Um, everyone's pretty fancy, and and I think as you know, Jay, in this Web three community, people are not fancy. They they <laughs> they don't get dressed up to the nines. They're they're in flip flops and shorts, and their hair is scraggly, and and it doesn't matter. And they want to, again, find their tribe and a place to be. And none of the clubs that I'm a member of around the globe, and I'm a member of clubs in New York and L.A. and Istanbul and Dubai and Singapore, I mean, literally all over the globe, I'm a member of private clubs. And I haven't found one where I, where I would think, wow, this um, unique community of thinkers and creators and artists and investors and and just that captures that ethos i haven't found that club which is partially why you know we matei and i wanted to create this club because we wanted to find a place where our tribe would be i think for me personally i can I, I do have one foot in that fancy membership club, but I also have another foot in this other space and I understand this other space. So, um, I, so I, I have not found that. And then I haven't found being a member of those clubs, right? All I really get is the ability to show up. That's what I get. There may be some internal programming at the clubs, maybe some talks or things like that, but nothing at the level of the experiences we're going to be offering. And, um, and again, those clubs aren't coming to me, right? They're not mobile. They're static clubs. Um, and I have to just keep paying year after year after year. Um, so yeah, this is, I, I just, I haven't seen anything like this in this space. 
Yeah. So, Mate, you you've been doing the uh, you know crypto traveling thing for a minute now. Do you, do you see in some of the spots you're running into the same people? Uh, do you see them traveling a little bit together, or or is that your your hope is that suddenly you will have that cohesive tribe moving in 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 uh in circulation? No, there there is a circuit of specific places at specific times in the year, and people migrate to chase weather or events or each other. And that was part of the aha moment that, that led to this. And combined with, you know, I will check out the local crypto meetup in my new places just to pop in. And there's no filter for better or for worse. And sometimes for worse, I love the opportunity for everyone to be involved and kind of learn about crypto. But at the same time, you want to filter conversations when you want to filter them. And there's never that opportunity. So what if the circuit could be filterable at choice and frankly then trickle out into all sorts of new events that could benefit you know people on the circuit so it's a thing jay you got to come with us check it out no and, and that and that's where i really ask you because this is where you have the expertise you you've been doing this now for what about a year mm-hmm. that's right yeah yeah so i mean it, it's it's clearly something for anyone who's listening that may not see or connect the dots of of what the cruelest is it it's if you have not taken this laptop and just said, this is, this is it. This is my connection to the world. Um, and, and you kind of become, you know, a, a traveling, um, you know, crypto entrepreneur and, and to, to say it easily. Um, but it is a real thing. We talk to people around the world all the time that I know this is the country they're from and they log in for a, a, a podcast, a zoom or, or a meeting, whatever the case is. And, and they're clearly, you know, they're, they they're on their third or fourth, uh, you know, stop on a very long around the world trip. And I think it's a really interesting way uh, to live. You know, I have spent my entire career locked to an office and, you know, I did it to myself again. Um, but I love the thought that, you know, of joining something like this and being able to, you know, again, I, I don't know what the experiences are yet, so I can't really say, um, you know, where what excites me on, on that front. But just the fact that I could say, I can go spend, you know, two weeks in Ibiza and I know, I know there's a group there that, that I, I would like to meet and hang out with, um, is a very, very cool thing. And it's a very adventurous, um, you know, kind of, kind of way to live. Cause if you don't always know who's going to be there, you, you got to be a, a little bit of an, uh, an extrovert to go and, and make some new friends. <laughs> yeah. I think one of the big differences between, um, the Krillis and our plans for the Krillis and, and, let's say the existing private member clubs I belong to is there's going to be more of a shared workspace community where people come together. And the point is you are collaborating and meeting with the people at the tables next to you. Instead of just, you go into this private club, you have your dinner reservation, you stay with the people that you went in with and you're not necessarily talking to the people across the room. Um, we're really encouraging people to come together. And and it's a different way also of approaching the private club. Like sometimes in private clubs, people might approach each other. It just kind of depends, like the club, the space, the time, who's who. Um, but I think, again, with this very open, the, the, how we're curating the community um, with very open people who are willing to share, um, we're going to see something really exciting happen. It's amazing. And, and my last question on, on the Krillist is, as you said, you're going to be kind of curating the list. Is there, 
Um, is that going to be divided amongst kind of geographical? Are you going to make sure that the world is globally represented? Um, so we don't, you know, end up with all, all the New Yorkers, uh, and the Floridians is, is like, here's the, here's the, the group. Um, and also categories, you know, uh, you've, you've got musicians and artists and coders and VCs. Um, you know, I, I, I spend a lot of time with other VCs and, you know, there's plenty of VC conferences. So I want to make sure I can get exposure to all these other categories. And it's not a, a, v, a bunch of us, uh, VCs traveling around. Uh, you know, just doing deal hunts again. The application does not specifically call out your geography, but it does call out points about you, your social media profile, as well as values. So we piece together, honestly, the whole person, who are you professionally and who are you spiritually and uh, socially. And because you can likely be anywhere, but don't have anywhere to be, the location itself is not critical, though to drive the point home, it is a global membership, not just North America, not just New York. And it is uh, multicultural. I love that. I love the idea of it's, it's about who you are today um, and, and nothing else. That's great. So let's pivot to uh, Alpha. You guys are like, you're hot in the scene. You're anywhere. You're everywhere. You're, you're at conferences. You know, let's let's start with uh, with you, Matei. What are you seeing out in the space that's just like super cool? You you think has kind of been inspiring to you and in, in your current projects, or or anything else? That you're kind of just kind of in the last few weeks been like, this is just cool. Um, I think tied to real world utility, and let me double click into that because it sounds like a, a generality. So uh, I'm currently in Cape Town in South Africa, and if you've ever been on safari, you've probably had some very memorable experiences. And I was actually speaking to someone um, earlier today around this idea of true rarity. So tying NFTs to named animals on reserves. And essentially, the funds go to conservation. And when the animal dies, something happens to the NFT, you can take care of the NFT to an extent to get you to be closer to the um, to the like the animal itself. So I think that's a very interesting use case of like maybe something you could call um, true rarity. And I expect more things like that to happen. And that would be interesting. So that's specifically one quote unquote alpha. That said, I can't say who it is or when it's coming out or any of that, but I thought it was a very unique project. Yeah, I, lo- I love, <clears throat> again, NFTs that, that tie to utility um, make a lot more sense to me. Um, but then you have Kat who, who can see past this and actually like visualize the art and the, and the uniqueness of, of these NFTs. Kat, what, what have you seen in, in and around uh, the space that's got you really excited? And I just, you know, again, I, I can never be on camera with you and not comment on, on the giant NFT <laughs> behind you on the wall. So that NFT is by Rafik Anadol. He's a young Turkish artist um, who works with AI. So this is actually hundreds of millions of photos of the coral reef, and it's a 16-minute long video. Um, and uh, we absolutely love it in my house. So I could stare at it all day. So that currently is probably my, my favorite NFT that I own. Um and I get to display it in real life, which is great. Um, as far as like sort of the NFT market and trading market, um, one of the tokens I have is called Mythia, M-Y-T-H-I-A. Um, and that token, what it gets you is it gets you their alpha. And 
Um, so for a pretty low entry, you get a daily report on not only upcoming projects, but existing projects. Um, they don't give financial advice, but their team is in multiple discords. So instead of you or me taking the time to constantly scroll through, you know, a gazillion discord channels, trying to understand what's going on at the moment. Um, it's a great, I would say it's like the cliff notes way of looking at what's happening for the day. If you're busy with other things. So one of the big drops coming soon is April 16th. It's um, Moonbirds. And that is Kevin Rose's project, Kevin Rose from proof from proof collective. And um, they're going to sell out at 2.5 ETH. And some people think the floor will immediately go up to 7 ETH. Um, so that's coming up in a couple of days. Um, there are a, a ton of other projects right now um, that, you know, I, you know, I think like anyone can go on to OpenSea and look at the rankings and just see that there's so much happening in this space. Um, personally, I think, you know, you know, I was a, an early believer in Bored Apes and, and, and what was to come with Bored Apes and, and was right picking that. Um, I think Azuki's are like the next sort of big project. Um, they had a spike um, about a week and a half ago, then they dipped a little bit back down. But I think we're going to see this sort of same thing that happened with the apes, and I think we're going to see them go way up. Um, and if you look at their site and their roadmap, it looks really interesting. And the anime projects are, um, you know, speak to a lot of people. And um, so I not only bought into those, I, you know, um, uh, bought into um, uh, a couple of those other anime projects um, early on, like Kiwami and um, Murray's. And, um, and they've, and they've done very well so far, but, you know, again, we'll see, we'll see what the future holds. I agree with Nate. I think, um, utility NFTs that, um, that show something greater than just, you know, a JPEG, um, ultimately are going to be the winners in the space because people move on very quickly from project to project to project. Um, and if they don't see those floors going way up, they will move on. So attention spans are short, and that's why I think long-term utility and community, the community that sort of binds or is the glue of that project is really what's holding, is what's going to hold that project together. Absolutely. And and I, again, utility, community, everything you guys have said and, and everything you kind of built into the Krillist. Uh, I want to thank you guys for coming on today. Uh, Dr. Kat and Matei, thank you guys so, so much for, for, for swinging by. Um, and, and that is the Krillist. And I look forward to when, when does the, uh, the menu items hit? When, when will we get to see those? So uh, on the Krillist.com, you can apply to apply uh, unless you know someone. <laughs> They can get you into the application directly, and that's Windows going to be available for the next month, basically. And at the start, uh, in the middle of May, rather, when we auction or sell the remaining tokens publicly, we'll be able to release the menu items as well. You, uh, any social media uh, to plug for people to watch you guys uh, to, to kind of know about more of some of these, the, the hide items uh, that, that are coming down the pipe? 
Not yet, but it's coming soon. So just go to thequillist.com for now. Follow we're, we're that early. So we're, we're that early. Guys, well, that's thank you so <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Uh, y Whales, uh, we'll catch you next time. Be good. Y Whales was founded in 2021 by Jay Steinbeck, a passionate entrepreneur and business owner with the purpose of bringing YPO and YNG members together in the cryptoverse. YWales is a collaborative and confidential community centered around cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology, an exclusive crypto hub of more than 600 members. To be notified when we release new content, please subscribe to our show in your preferred listening app. For more information, visit www.ywales.com. YWales is not affiliated with YPO, but at this time only allow for YPO, YPO Gold, and YNG members due to privacy and confidentiality. Support and production for today's episode was done by Truthwork Media. Nothing in the podcast constitutes professional and or financial advice, nor does any information on the podcast constitute a comprehensive or complete statement of the matters discussed or the law relating thereto.